everybody it's your friendly co-hosts here <laughs> you're listening to the new witches brought to you by pbs and npr <laughs> jk jk we're not sponsored by anybody no. <laughs> <laughs> no by us by our patreon members that's, yeah, that's, that's it which is so it's you, a big that's it but that it's a bit it's a big that's it but because it our patrons have definitely grown and each and every one of you are amazing and we have a few new ones that we need to shout out fuck that's right <laughs> my brain this week has been like like i told Laura. it feels like it's been outside of my body <laughs> like out of my body it's been it's life is it's been a week dude it's been a it's it's been a big week on a number of different levels I mean, the work week alone started off just atrociously, mm. which is like a whole other. I'm gonna get like work PTSD if I think about it. But oh boy, um, it's improving. I'm so glad that you appreciate. <laughs> I'm so glad that you appreciated that reel that I sent you. Yes. But the passive aggressive <laughs> emails, I feel like we've all been there. <laughs> oh my god, I <laughs> we had our last meeting. We kind of went over because we had a bunch of stuff that we were dealing with and the sentiment that was sent out was just whatever you get if there was one first person who dealt with this pass it back off to them like let's not right. be cleaning up other people's stuff which I'm a Virgo I, I will do it mm -hmm. I will happily do it uh, I want credit for it but I will do it um <laughs> Yes. But there's just been so much that it was like, it, it was too much. And so I had <laughs> a call earlier of this woman who was pissed, something that was partially her fault, partially our fault. Um, and she just, the F word was flying, which we're supposed oh to God, like really? warn them not to say it. I got it. She was pissed and she talked with like four other people and mm -hmm. I just, it was right before my lunch. And I was like, you know what? This isn't my problem. And I was like, I will have so-and-so give you a call back. And Yikes. I passed it off knowing full well that person has way too much on their plate. And How do you um, tell them that they can't use the F-bomber to, like, encourage them to stop know, swearing? Because I feel like if I'm pissed enough and then I feel like I'm being censored, that just makes me more pissed. Exactly. Um, I've had other people that have kind of done that where I have not warned them. I'm, I get it, you know, especially depending yeah. on what they're mad about if I feel like I can steer it back in a positive yeah. direction there's one person i had to let them know and that was on my first day taking phone calls oh <laughs> um i was like so pumped for the job that happened i think it was my second phone call of the day and um for the next two weeks i had severe anxiety at the beginning of every work day because i was like I'm going to get that phone. And it, cause that, that particular day was just like all bad phone calls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you just, Man. as soon as they start going, you're just like, I hear you. And like, I want to help you, but I need you to refrain from swearing at me. And if you continue, then I'm going to hang up the call. That is what we've been instructed to say. 
you know, that's not bad. Yeah, it's to the point. Actually. It's, yeah. But it you also... You lay out the consequences. Yeah. <laughs> you put down your boundary. <laughs> exactly. And you let them know that you are willing to work with them. But this was... A, the, that particular person was... They, like, started elevated. And then, like, without me saying anything, they, like, ramped it up, ramped it up. Like, they in their head were building I personally had done all these things to them and I had to tell her mm. uh, this is my first day you did not talk with me before <laughs> I know it was you what oh my god yeah but this one earlier it was uh, fuck this fuck that my fucking feet blah, 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 blah. okay I'll have her call you back <laughs> quickly slacker and I, she never got back to me, so I don't know if she actually called that person. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't complain about my work week very much um, just because like I was on PTO for the first half of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I won't mean, you know, just Monday and Tuesday, but still I had a short week this week. Um, and, you know, I, I don't have that many projects like I'm. I have bigger projects, I guess, that I'm handling, hence why I have, like, fewer of them. Mm -hmm. Um, But, man, I was still glad that today is Friday. That's the day that we're recording, y'all, is the Friday before this episode comes out. So I am really excited for this week's episode. Yeah. I'm stoked, too. It's been a while since we've done one of these. (laughs) I I fucked up a little bit before when I was saying like, oh, the Patreon members, <laughs> second, this was the second most voted. I was wrong. I absolutely had an ADD brain moment where mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it was Elemental Witch. And I was like, well, we kind of just covered the elements, but what's close to that? And I like my brain did a quick like, do, 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 do. Oh, Cosmic. Cosmic Witch. Um. And then my brain was like, oh, they voted for this. Y'all didn't. This wasn't one of the options. So I apologize for saying that and my brain. Um, but it's going to be a fun topic, nevertheless. Also, speaking of ADD, um, I realized we were going to, we were talking about announcing the newest patrons and then we, <laughs> we got didn't. off topic just very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, who are our new peeps? Our new peeps. Peep number one, Tanya Hill. Thank you, Tanya. Oh, what did we say? We don't say last names. I'm sorry. Just oh. just for privacy's sake. But I said it. I don't think anyone can find you. I'm sure there's many Tanyas. Yeah. And I'm not telling you how it's spelled. Um, and then <laughs> we have Jacqueline. Thank you, Jacqueline. We love awesome. you guys. Thank you so much for joining uh, our Patreon. And for anyone who is curious, our Patreon is basically our community of patrons for the podcast. And for, I believe it's as little as $5. Mm -hmm. We have different levels. We have different tiers, but it starts at $5. You can support the podcast and we give you exclusive benefits. So we give you bonus episodes. Um, We add you to our close friends list and our Instagram stories. You get to be part of our private oh excuse me (laughs) private facebook uh like patrons only community so you get to connect with 
other listeners of the podcast. And just like Laura mentioned, we get to, um, well, not we, but you guys get to (laughs) vote on episode topics. Um, And this was kind of an offshoot-ish of (laughs) what you guys voted on. Last time. Yeah. So our next installment of Types of Witches, Cosmic Witch. I'm so stoked. Let's do it. Let's get it. Okay. I'm so sorry. I swear to God. My br- I'll put my brain back in. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Cosmic Witches. What's a Cosmic Witch? Well. Sorry. Take your time. (laughs) (laughs) You okay? (laughs) No. See, on honestly, like between work and like everything that's been going on, my brain has just been like not with it. Um. Okay. Background. So today, obviously, talking about the cosmic witch. And the Cosmic Witch is a witch that uses the planets and celestial movements and their associated energies in their craft. They often feel like they have a special connection to the cosmos and feel that their craft is enhanced when working with the planets or stars. Um, Very similar to like a lunar witch, but on a bigger scale. A lot of witches uh, may use elements of cosmic witchery, like I just mentioned, lunar witch. And also just anyone who uses astrology, you probably are using parts of this, but the cosmic witch differs in that they devote like all their time and intention to understanding the cosmos and working with the planets, stars, celestial events, and even celestial deities on a regular basis. Like it's their ish. It's what they do. Exactly. Uh, Cosmic witchcraft is more than just, I'm into astrology. It's this um, dedicated study to the craft of like astronomy, astrology, Mm -hmm. the cosmos, and the application of all the corresponding Mm -hmm. um, meanings between the celestial bodies and, you know, what they symbolize, how it influences your life. Oh, excuse me. My chair just like cracked. Um, basically it, to raise energy and work with magic. Yeah. And work magic, work their magic, however you want to say it. Um, <laughs> it takes into account the location of the planets and stars, and it also allows context for which to work spells within. For example, a classical planetary correspondence is the position and phase of the moon. Right. Each month, new moon magic can be worked when the moon is dark. That's a new moon. Um, to begin new projects and manifestations. And we have right. an earlier episode where we kind of walked through the different moon phases, their meanings, and mm-hmm. some spells and potions and stuff that you could do for each phase. So that's an example of that. Um, a cosmic witch will u- utilize more than just their mm-hmm. big six is what we call it in, right. in their natal chart or birth chart, which we've also talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll also make use of asteroids, constellations, as well as meteor showers. Yeah. Which are, you know, f- like fleeting things are not like regularly scheduled. Right. Um, 
and they will know or will be studying all the ins and outs of astrology, a.k.a. our resident <laughs> astrologer, astrologer, Jess. Yes. Who we've had a few times on the show. Honestly, I've not asked her if she identifies as a cosmic witch, but I kind of feel like telling her, if you don't, you are. Because <laughs> that girl, I I was working with her when she was in um, school and was taking astronomy, and she... Like, she's so smart, but she blurted anything you want to know about planets and stars. Mm -hmm. And she knows it. Yeah. I mean, you know, she has that, like, awesome background where both of her parents were right. astrologers, too. Yep. Um, I wish I, like, got into astrology <laughs> in a much younger age. But, yeah, we love Jess. Shout out, Jess, if you're listening. Um, but, yeah, so cosmic witches may put an emphasis on... Working with deities. Mm -hmm. And because there are deities associated with the planets, yeah. um, like Mars, Saturn, Venus, etc. And rather than Earth grounding, cosmic witches will use celestial energy to ground or even cleanse themselves. So, love. right? So, for me, as a Christian, like, I kind of identify as a Christian green witch with a tendency towards like lunar magic mm -hmm. but i still ground myself with the earth mm -hmm. you know that's why i don't like consider myself like a hybrid cosmic witch or something like i i lean towards um pulling and you know manifesting the energies of the moon i love fucking love the moon mm -hmm. um but i don't like dedicate my study to all the different facets of astronomy and astrology. Right. I think that's kind of like the differentiator. Yeah. Well, and I think being someone who grounds yourself with the earth and having that connection with the moon, the moon is very much associated with earth. Like we, the, exactly. it's, it's part of earth, it's a good you point. know? So mm -hmm. I think it still kind of makes sense. Whereas I think a cosmic witch really truly goes beyond just yeah. the moon they they really will focus on the other planets um and i can't say that i would necessarily consider myself a full-fledged cosmic witch i do know that in the past i've i've been a little bit closer to that i mm -hmm. have always had a love of space planets stars i have a telescope that i often use as much cool. as I, I didn't can. know you, I didn't know you had a telescope I do yeah that's I've, cool I've tried so hard to like get good pictures of the full moon and the telescope mm -hmm. I have you it's really not for taking pictures <laughs> <laughs> I can see the full moon and it's fucking gorgeous but like trying especially to get like a phone you get it on there and it, it's, <laughs> it's like <laughs> can't do I always like want to share that but yeah my fun little tidbit, but I feel like, you know, that's kind of a perfect segue to the next portion here of mm -hmm. signs you might be drawn to cosmic witchcraft. Because like I think we just said, there is probably a difference between lunar magic and cosmic witchcraft. Um, and obviously there's going to be a gray area between, but uh, you might be drawn to cosmic witchcraft if you love astrology and feel drawn to learning more about it 
Like mm-hmm. it's you want more than just just your chart. You want to know all about your chart. Um, maybe you're someone who enjoys trying to guess other people's um, placements of on their chart. Um, yeah. And you like comparing, you know, your sign to theirs. Uh, I, I, I know for sure I love to do that. Everything I watch, I try and figure out their signs, even and if they're see, fake people. For me, I'm like the least intuitive person when it comes to that. <laughs> like trying to guess other people's. Like I'm good at like, I read my birth chart. I That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Great. Who do you, th- you know, do you think blah, blah, blah is a Scorpio? And I'd be like, fuck, I don't know, man. <laughs> sure (laughs) mayhaps (laughs) well then see I think that's probably a good distinction for someone who might Mm -hmm. be drawn to this Um, oh and also not to say that just because oh these are things that are learned yeah like I'm shit at it because I'm not hungry to like really learn and study to be able to grow and develop that skill like I just got to like put it out there. It can't be, it's not going to be like you, there's cosmic witches that they're just very in tune and very intuitive, Mm -hmm. but most of them are that intuitive, not from birth, but from learning and study. I just like need to put it out there. I don't want anyone to be like, oh, I feel like I'm a cosmic witch, but I'm not intuitive. What makes you intuitive and makes you a cosmic witch is being drawn and having that drive to study all of that. Yes. And I know for sure that Jess is huge on that anytime she I don't even know she may have even mentioned it but she will often talk about your intuition is not just like something that comes out of you it you study and study and study and then it becomes intuitive practice yeah yeah Yeah, so it's just like they go together I feel like we don't get this question as often anymore because we've answered it a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the beginning of our listener stories, we would often get the question of like, how do I know I'm a witch? I think I'm supposed to be a witch, but I don't know. Like there's this expectation that you have to right. be naturally psychic or have had right. a paranormal experiences. There, like there's this expectation of you fitting into a certain box of you being born with something or feeling like you have this special gift. And I believe all of you are special. Yeah, absolutely. But it's about study. Witchcraft mm-hmm. is a practice. Exactly. It is. It's, 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 I feel like it's, it's kind of like the people who call themselves Vikings. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, okay. no, you're not. <laughs> they Are you weren't raiding and pillaging? A people. <laughs> on the it weekends? Was, <laughs> it was a profession. I mean, sure, if you want to be a Viking, but you have, you have to then do the duties. <laughs> what a Viking was. Um, it's, oh my gosh! It's, it yeah. It, it uh, to me it, that's what this is. That's what witchcraft is. It's it is a practice. It's something you do and mm-hmm. learn and put into practice. Um, anyone can do it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that was important to mention. Um, now, some other signs that you might be drawn to this. Um, are you, you may heavily rely on astrology symbols and things, especially like your divination, your mm-hmm. whether it's your tarot or oracle cards. Um, I think there's other things that people will utilize along with their readings that utilize astrology symbols. Um, 
Well, in Tessiography, you can have that special mm-hmm. kind of teacup that has those symbols in it. Right. And per the placement of the tea leaves, it can indicate whatever sort of right. meaning you're Absolutely. interpreting. Absolutely. And there, oh God, there could even be like, what are the planet's alignments as I do this reading? You know? Yeah. If that's something that you are interested in, you thought about, or you already do, another good indication you're drawn to this. Um and also, especially that you just, you love all things space. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't even necessarily have to be witchcraft related. It could just be that you love stargazing, that you love learning about what happens in space. You get a boner when NASA posts a new photo. Like, <laughs> you just like space. Um, and then also, if you have a strong knowledge of astronomy, Maybe you haven't delved too much into um, astrology, but maybe you are practicing witchcraft and you also know quite a bit about astronomy. You know your planets, you know about the stars, alignments. That could be another indication. You don't have to be in astrology to be a cosmic witch. You just got to be into planets. Um, The cosmos, if you will. (laughs) Um, And... That's kind of like what I already said, but I was going to say space uh, fascinates you to no end <laughs> and always, not just scientifically and learning about planets and whatnot, but even spiritually. And maybe yeah. even you spend a lot of time thinking about aliens. Could they exist out there? I know that's going I mean, a little out I there. I think but... they exist. No, but totally. Like if that's, if you're, I feel like if your brain really wraps around all the possibilities that are out there and you're just intrigued by the study of space, Mm -hmm. for sure. Absolutely. And I would say even if you're someone who, we don't talk about this too much on here, but if you're someone who identifies as like a star seed or you are interested in that topic, um, it could be an indication that you know, maybe if you're not into necessarily cosmic witchcraft, maybe like something adjacent to that. Oh, yeah. Very space related. Um, and then obviously, if you're someone who relies heavily on moon phases for your spells and just your practice in general, maybe put your feelers out to see if are you interested in more than just the moon? If you are, that's totally fine if it's just the moon. But if if you kind of like the other guys out there, <laughs> might be something. So if you've identified, yes, like I feel like I need to explore being a cosmic witch. What do I do? Where do I start? Um, a great place to start is moon magic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we just talked about it, even though it's like, Pretty close and associated Earth. It's definitely still considered the cosmos. It's the and first we step have a, out into the cosmos. <laughs> it really, it like literally is. It's like the only, <clears throat> besides all the fucking satellites we have going around right. us here, it's like the close, next closest, like solid thing that's out there <laughs> to us. Um, but we have an episode on it that I referenced mm-hmm. earlier. It's episode 30. Mm-hmm. Where we go over moon magic and the meanings of the moon phases, and we even include some cool spells that you can do for each of them, or potions you can preps. Like we, I loved that at that episode. Yeah. It was really fun. It was. Fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, a big part of 
doing moon magic is working with those various phases of the moon throughout the month. And I feel like even non-witchy people are aware of moon phases. They oh, know yeah. the full moon. They know a dark moon. Um, Not dark moon. A new, new moon and a full but moon. But no, really. If they don't know the new moon, there are those people out there who at the very least will go, where's the moon? Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's hard to not notice. Although I have to say a really quick anecdote. Mm -hmm. I know like we always get off topic and if it bothers people, this may not be for (laughs) I don't care (laughs) that you're not a fan of the podcast. Um, (laughs) You're not a fan of what we do because this is us. But I I was just having, when I was in the Dominican Republic, I was having dinner with um, a lot, like almost everybody on my mom's side of the family. And it's a dinner. We were celebrating my grandfather's uh, birthday mm-hmm. he turned 88 and my younger cousin he's like 15 he's sitting across from me and the scott well the moon is behind me <coughs> and he looks behind me and he's like what is that <laughs> and it was he was watching the moon rise Pretty much, but because it was the moonrise, it had that yellow tint. Yeah, but it was. <laughs> he literally went, "Is that the sun?" <laughs> like he, <laughs> it was. We, his older brother turned to me. He's like, "Dude, where the fuck are you going to school? <laughs> what kind of education are we paying for here?" <laughs> and we're like, "Uh, that is the fucking moon. You okay, bro?" <laughs> he like. He's never gonna live it down. And then his, and then his brother was like, "You see that? That's an airplane." Just in case you have questions for later. <laughs> but you know, like, okay, so my cousin basically that ended up being like my cousin's an exception to understanding exception. the moon. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I can't, there there's probably people out there, you know. But just as he looked out and was in awe and wonder of the moon right. in that moment when he didn't and like, really decipher that. what it was. <laughs> yeah. No more awe. Do- <laughs> I, okay, to, to his defense, though, it was like literally <laughs> the moonrise, and it was, we're in the capital of Dominican Republic, so it's mm-hmm. like a cityscape, so he was like seeing it come up over a building, and right. it was very bright, so I don't think he like registered that it was a celestial body. He's like, what is that? But then he just had this moment where he's like, sun. Just the sun was a little much. I'm sorry, John Marco, but yikes. Okay. So, um, love you. Okay. So moving on. So when you do um, start looking into the moon phases, their meanings, choose the phases that speak most to you Mm -hmm. and become curious about their influence Mm -hmm. on you, whether it's like, Visually, what does that phase look like? Or how does it influencing events around you, how you're feeling? Um, and it can obviously affect your spell work too. Right. It can help you tune in and set, like, find, like focus your intention. Yeah. And I think it's also important to note that, like, while every phase has, like, its meaning. Mm-hmm. Oh, never mind. That's what that's. Yeah, go ahead and say it. It's fine. It's fine. Say it. Sorry. 
didn't read no, it. No, you're, you're like prophetic. Basically what's happening is that Laura naturally <laughs> just hit one of my next, bu- like my literal next bullet point. But I love how, where you were going. You can say it. It's okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry. That, no, it's okay. Um, I was going to say that like even though every moon phase has like a mean, like if you pick up any book about moon magic or the phases or any piece of information it's kind of this means this and this means that but you Mm -hmm. might also find that it holds a different meaning for you or an additional meaning or something like Mm -hmm. that um then that's just Just the same as valid yeah just the same as like way long ago when we talked about candle magic really briefly in one of like the early episodes with melanie um we went through like the colors and the def- like not definitions, but like the widely accepted meanings of each color. Right. But we did preface, you know, colors are so significant and mean different things to different people. Yeah. And <laughs> it, whether it's cultural, some experience you had in life, or you just like decide that's not what it's going to mean to me. Mm-hmm. And the moon phases can also be that way for you too. Yeah. So definitely do more research into the different types of moons that occur every month um and each year too because there's super moons there's blue moons but then there's Mm -hmm. also you know each full moon of the month and what's super cool and i'm sure that if you are new to the witchy scene but you're you know you're in the social means of the witchy community you've seen when whenever there's a full moon or a new moon there's a lot of talk Mm -hmm. about when it's happening but also it's astrological association of that month. Right. So then it's like a cool, like other added layer of meaning. Yes, exactly. And influence on your life. Like that's what's so cool about, I just fucking love the moon, man. But super <laughs> moons, blue moons. Um, you can also look into like the website Farmer's Almanac does a good job mm-hmm. of um, outlining the traditional Algonquin associations mm-hmm. of each full moon throughout the year and um so you can also kind of that those have their own like th- themes mm-hmm. every month um yeah so definitely just like utilize other planetary alignments maybe and how they work and influence the moon pretty much mm-hmm. and finally study earth's tides yes um and a, like a little quick note that it's not in my bullets but if you have an apple watch oh, yeah. and you have a modular apple watch face one of the modules that you can have is that it shows you what phase the moon is in mm-hmm. it's so you can always cool. just like just as like you want to see like what's the date what's the time you can be like hey what phase are we in because sometimes i lose track of where the hell we are yeah and i'm like oh okay waning crescent bomb let's do it (laughs) i can work with this or hey that makes sense because x y and z so yeah if you don't know definitely and you want to um that's a really great way to track without like looking up online Mm -hmm. or waiting at night to see like where where exactly are we you can just look down at your apple watch and just know right yeah absolutely that reminded me i have like I don't know, four different ones that I go through. Maybe it's three different. Oh, no, that's right. I do have one that shows the moon because I also like to know mm-hmm. the weather. 
<laughs> and when the sunrise and sunset is. Yeah. In my activity levels. Yeah, I have in my modular Apple Watch face. <laughs> um, I have the weather, the date. Mm-hmm. Then I have on the, the three on the bottom, the left one is the moon phase. Mm-hmm. The middle one shows my steps for the day, my step count. <laughs> and then the last one is just like my text messages. <laughs> yeah, mine's not that fancy. I need to like go back because I have like two things for the weather and I don't need two things for the weather and I don't necessarily want to be reminded about my activity levels. Um, <laughs> so I need to change those. But the top left is the moon phase. Nice. Me, and the middle is the sunrise nice. thing. Yeah. Anyway. Way Please. off topic. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, uh, let's, uh, speaking of dates, I don't know. I was trying to find a way to like segue that as if it was on purpose, but it, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> something else that you can do if you want to get started in cosmic witchcraft um, or just like put your feelers out, see if this is for you, um, is obviously using astrology and birth or natal charts, which mm-hmm. we also covered this one, episodes uh, 21 and 22. Yes. Jess is in 22 um, if you want to get like way deep into astrology. 21 is like very basic. Um, mm-hmm. But if you haven't already, create your chart. Yeah. Look at it, study it. Get familiar with it to the point of knowing um, of knowing your shit without having to pull it up, which I got to say, it, that's still a lot. I still pull mine up a lot for certain things because I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. where where is my Saturn again? Oh, oh yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. What house is that in? Oh, don't even get me started with the houses, man. Like, that'll <laughs> never make sense to me. I'll never memorize them. I'll never know anything like past like my big three or four. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm a get. I'm, I'm a lost cause. <laughs> no, I don't think you are. I don't think you are. I think I'll I'll call Jess and get your your reading with her. See, I can do that. Yeah, just I'll I'll pay somebody to tell me <laughs> what to know. <laughs> oh man, what is that episode with um, Saturn's return? Because that was another one we had Jess the on. Saturn return. Yeah, that was. And I um, have already asked her to come on another one. Um, Yay. Uh, pr- I think it'll probably air in May, but I wanted her to go Will over. that be the Mercury retrograde? Yeah. I oh, wanted I'm to perfect. wait like right before the next Mercury. Mercury? Mercury <laughs> retrograde. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I figured why not have someone explain it, uh, but also like. Perfect. The right timing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturn return. Was that? That wasn't around your birthday, was it? It was. No, I think birthday, it was near my birthday. Was it that so, long ago? A, like, like your last birthday? A year ago. Yeah. Well, because it's 29. I turned 29 right. last year. And I, I'm pretty sure it was like, oh, well, this is what I'm looking forward to in the year ahead. Um, and uh, yeah, 29 was a really great year. <laughs> yeah. Episode 46. Oh, good job. There you go. Whew. Dang. Anyhow. Right. Any okay. hoosers. Birth charts. Mm-hmm. Birth charts. Study it. Learn it. Uh, the ins and outs of it. Learn what each alignment means. Um, again, down to the signs and houses. Even if that's all you want to start with, I think that's plenty. 
Um, <laughs> but then you could branch out and start studying other people's charts because yours, it's mm. a little bit easier because you know you. It's kind yeah. of like being able to compare like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, that makes sense. But doing someone else, you know, you're not going to know them as well as you know yourself. Um, totally. And then even work on doing like comparing your charts or like a composite chart to see like what your relationship and their relationship is in terms of your charts together. Just did that mm. for you and me, by the way. Yes, she did. Like, I'm not surprised you guys are co-hosts. <laughs> Basically, she told us. She told us we were meant to be. Uh, yes. <laughs> and then I on my own, I was like, I'm going to do me and Graham. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Nice. And then I did you and you and Gavin. You guys make sense, too. You have, like, all your groupings in, like, uh, house, the houses four and five, which is, like, family and, like, financial. <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to have to fucking, like, explain. <laughs> I don't know what that we, is. <laughs> Graham and I don't really have much in, like, the financial house, um, which is why we struggle. <laughs> and you guys. <laughs> have a good grouping there um and you just bought a house so i feel like it makes sense yo and like last night literally in our premarital counseling we um finally broached the topic of like let's talk finances and how to mm -hmm. merge our finances so we are very much about very open communication about finances and setting those goals together yeah and as astrology wise you're golden just saying Oh, right. I checked. <laughs> um, so yeah, that would be a little bit of what you could you can do. Um, but also looking at your natal chart may tell you why you are drawn to a certain planet. If you are, I think that's probably another good sign. You are maybe a cosmic witch is if you just you're like that planet, man. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, it's hitting good. Um, like maybe when you were younger and you're watching Sailor Moon and you're like, I just fucking love Mercury, man. Yeah, there's probably a reason. Um, <laughs> it could be related to your sun sign or it could just be your charts like ruler or dominant, which we'll get to at the end of this. Which I think is super exciting. I found out mine and I was like, no shit, but okay. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, and also maybe your favorite constellation happens to be really dominant in your chart too. Ooh, if you have yeah. a favorite constellation, if you have a favorite constellation, you could be a cosmic witch. <laughs> um, Honestly. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> um, I, as a kid, I did, and I don't remember anymore, but I do know that every time I went outside, I would be like, where's the North star? Where's the big dipper? Where's the mm -hmm. little dipper? And where is Cassiopeia? Because as a little kid, that was, like, what I knew. Oh, my God. The only thing I knew was Orion's belt. Uh-huh. And I didn't even know it as Orion's belt. You know, my grandma would always just be like, look, the three wise men. Oh. And that's what I grew up. It's very just, like, Latino Catholic. Right. Like, let's really dig it into her. Even when it's, when it's astrology, it's going to be Christianized. <laughs> the three wise men. Grandma, that's a belt. <laughs> yeah my surprise later like actually taking astronomy in college i'm like wait a what <laughs> oh well yeah so there could be a connection um but also just astrology wise if you find if it resonates with you um Res it, you can your you could use a spell that integrates your favorite celestial body or your charts you know ruler or the dominant 
planet or whatever um and use even like the the where it's where which house it's in you can use that whole influence in your spell work um and just your practice in general yeah for sure so now that you've looked into moon magic you're learning astrology you've looked into your birth charts maybe explored other people's birth charts slash natal charts um two two terms they mean the same thing birth and natal now it's time for research 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 because mm-hmm. as we said in the beginning this is the devotional continual study of the cosmos okay yes. girl yes okay all right so it's going to be astronomy you're going to st- study astrology we're going to study mythology yeah like anything you can get your hands on um also each of the constellations like l- learn why they're called the, their name because there's a story behind each one yeah and honestly sometimes they all make sense like mm-hmm. some constellations that are next to each other it's really fucking cool so just learn everything that there is to know about like the different celestial bodies you can obviously start with like ones you're more drawn to and then it's one by one we're mm-hmm. not expecting you to like know everything at once right but um you can also just get scientific with it too learn its scientific facts yeah. Like what, you know, how big is this planet or what's the, you know, is this a gas planet, a rock planet, whatever the fuck. Dude, and when did <laughs> we discover it? Like when did we know this was a planet? I think that's yeah. huge. Oh yeah. And you know, like Pluto, do you want it to be a planet or not? No <laughs> one can decide. We go back and forth every other yes. generation. <laughs> Poor Pluto. <laughs> Currently Pluto's on the outs as <laughs> a planet. It's just a a hunk of something floating way out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I my next point was, um, what does mythology say about this constellation? I already said that. Um, but really, that's, I think, a but, huge part of it. Oh, yeah. For sure. And I mean, if we're starting with just the constellations of the zodiac signs, mm-hmm. obviously there's many more constellations than just the zodiac signs. Right. But that could be a good place to start. Work your way through the zodiac signs. Mm-hmm. What do those constellations look like? Practice, you know, going out and spying them out. Um, yeah. And just find out what makes each planet significant. Yeah. Sit and like, ponder on these qualities Mm -hmm. give each celestial body meaning in your life like that's how it's going to you're going to get into i think that more spiritual yeah entwinement yes (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and you know, once you've done all that studying, it's kind of, you know, put it into practice a bit. Get out there and stargaze. Just go look at yeah. the stars. Just go mm-hmm. and look. I mean, at the planets, mm-hmm. too. Um, and that's, re- I mean, really, you can study all you want. But once you actually start going outside and getting a feel for where the planets are, you know, what time of year is it? Where is it going to be? What time of night? Yeah, that's how you really get to know them. And also just what they look like to the naked eye. Because some of them you can see. Some of them, mm, a little bit more difficult. Um, so ideally, if you can, spend some time outside stargazing during a new moon. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. That's it's, the best time. It's really, really the best time. Um, you ever I'm, heard of light pollution? The biggest <laughs> light polluter is the moon. <laughs> for real. So the new moon for stargazing, best time to do it. Unless you want to go look at the moon. Then obviously go when the moon is, you know, yeah. in any Less other phase. moon gazing. But, right. Um, you can bring binoculars if you don't, like, if that's all you have. Those still can work. If you have a telescope, fantastic. Um, try to find a place with as little light pollution as possible. That could be super difficult. If you can find that, that's, you know, obviously awesome. Uh, find anywhere where you might get a little closer to the sky, even if it's just like an open field out of town. Um, for city witches, um, you can try, if, obviously, if it's safe, go to like the roof of like a parking garage or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, or the roof of like an apartment building. Yeah, a roof. <laughs> something a roof tall. That, <laughs> a roof that you can safely access and that you're allowed yeah, to access. <laughs> exactly. Um. And, you know, stargazing, it's really going to be useful if you've done your prior research. Obviously, you can just go outside and look at things, but you're going to be looking going like, what's that? (laughs) And what's that? Um, But definitely do this after you've done at least a little bit of research and then see, like, can you go out there and find that constellation? Can you find that planet? Like, it should be next to this one. Can you see it there? Um, Look at, see if you can find Jupiter or Sirius or, you know, any other celestial body. Um, and develop a personal relationship with the stars. Cause I think that's, that's pretty big. Um, I don't know. I feel like I wrote this in a note somewhere, but I don't remember where it is. But if you want to stargaze, I highly recommend the app. Um, I think it's called Starwalk. And it's like the coolest for so many reasons. I'm actually going to pull it out right now because I'm in my house, mm-hmm. obviously. Like I'm going to pull it up. I gotta like turn the volume on so you can hear it. Okay. Ooh. It just like oh, sounds just, heavenly, right? Just play that when you're trying to go to sleep. <laughs> Who needs the call map? But if you have it, like you can oh. shift it and it shows you exactly oh, that's what's really f- where. That's fucking cool. So like Ursa Major is like if I if I were to look up Ursa Major and Minor right there with Draco. If I look straight up. Uh, it's almost like the VR, ex- the exactly. VR experience. Like you put it in front of you, and as you move the phone around, it's like you're seeing. Yeah, it shows. Yeah, that's exactly. Really cool. And like east, right now on the horizon, the Virgo constellation is about to come up. I see the Milky Way. Like you see everything. Oh, there's the Sun, Aquarius, Jupiter, Neptune. Like you're away. F- we can't hear you. You're moving away from the mic. I'm so sorry. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's just such a come back to earth back to earth (laughs) it's such a fun app and like you i you can be inside your house and get an idea of where things are so you don't actually have to be outside obviously it's not looking at the real stars but it shows you where everything is even satellites um it's all there and so if you are outside and you are struggling to put into practice some of what you've researched like okay I I know it should be over here but like I can't like why can't I find it whip out the app and at the very least you'll know like oh it's that teeny little barely there Mm -hmm. thing but I found it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I definitely oh my gosh I forgot to say speaking of apps and 
I should have said this when we were talking specifically about moon slash lunar mm. magic. Uh-huh. Um, the app that I love using, I haven't opened it in a while just because I've been busy with other stuff. I haven't actually been witchy much in the last week other than doing like some tarot pulls here and there. But, or I mean, I meant to say the last month, um, <laughs> last two months really, um, is the moon journal. That app mm. is amazing. I fucking love Moon Journal. I've linked it in past episodes. Um, but it's really great because not only does it show you what phase the moon the moon is in, its meaning, it also shows you its current like astrological alignment. Mm. Uh-huh. And it gives you prompts and rituals and spell ideas. Like either it'll give you like a journal prompt or it'll give it's almost like Honestly, if you want to be a like a cosmic witch, but specifically like your emphasis is is in lunar magic, Mm -hmm. it makes it a no brainer. You just open that app, use it, you know, every day or at least every other day or something just on a regular basis. And you really start picking up a lot about specifically lunar Mm -hmm. magic. It's amazing. That's the moon journal. Um, I I I love it. Yeah, and it's called the the Moon Journal because obviously there's an aspect of the app that you can journal in it. Like you can type in like your thoughts and feelings and kind of where you're at in that month so that you can kind of look back and see how the moon is influencing you. It's really great. It's it's a really great app. Is it the Moon Calendar? The Moon Calendar. Where's my phone? Um... Because I, I thought it had the moon journal, and then I just tried to look, and then it was like uh, the moon. Okay. The moon calendar. I have like, <laughs> you know, it is moon calendar. I don't know if I totally made up moon journal in my head. It, they could have done or like if an they update. changed. It could have been an update. They changed the name, but yeah, now it's called moon calendar. So correction, moon calendar. And you can add in your chart, right? Yes. Because I just was like, you're ruler Mercury, it, blah, blah, blah. Yes, because like, that's, okay. that's the <laughs> other thing that I forgot to say. Yeah. So you put in um, your information, which basically spits out your birth chart. And then it also every day tells you how it's go- how the moon is going to affect you, even through the lens of whatever your astrological astrological chart is. Right. Or natal chart is. Yeah. It's really, really great. A very robust app. Yeah. I would say. Good call out. Thanks. Thank you. Sorry, were you? Is it my turn? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I mentioned this a little bit before, but another great way to get into cosmic witchcraft is to celebrate stellar events. Yes. And there are quite a few that you can celebrate. Um, obviously there's the moon phases and, um, Laura and I once attended Mm -hmm. a new moon ritual at a local Dahlia farm. It was Mm -hmm. gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and it was a lot more like of a meditative, like exercise rather than a ritual, I would say in the sense of, it wasn't not, (laughs) it wasn't a ritual ritual to like what we, yeah, it wasn't like what we would consider a ritual, but it was a nice event that we got together. Mm-hmm. We like pondered together about the moon. We had some meditative like prompts and 
it was really nice and lovely and it was obviously gorgeous because we're in the middle of this field full of dahlias yeah but and we got dahlias and we got free dahlias (laughs) um but yeah so there's moon phases meteor showers comets um lunar events like super moons or blue moons Mm -hmm. there's planetary events solar eclipses Mm -hmm. lunar eclipses uh conjunctions like it's almost endless yeah so find ways to celebrate whether that's stargazing Mm -hmm. or you could watch a sci-fi movie i love that yeah performing a magic ritual a spell Mm -hmm. pulling tarot um or if you have an altar decorating your altar to that specific event right um which what is what i love doing for every full moon um, and as I mentioned, so the fall, farmer's almanac is super, super handy mm-hmm. in knowing when these things are coming up. So like ha- bookmark that yeah, on, you know, book, just bookmark that link because farmer's almanac is awesome. And I'm pretty sure it's just farmer's almanac.com. I think so. And then I, yeah. I do know if not too, just Google it, you'll find it. Google it or, um, we actually, like, if we go to the the local feed store, you can buy, like, a physical copy of the one for that year. If oh, you want Oh, yeah, that. like, the actual, like, <laughs> book. Yeah. Yeah. I like to refer to the website just because, like, I, I go on there and I see exactly what's, like, the latest and greatest, like, what's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do a good job of giving you background on, like, each full moon and this and yeah. that. And, um, yeah, so... That's a great resource. Totes. Totes. So we've already mentioned this, but you can also get yourself familiar with astronomy. You've done your research, but maybe like you want to delve a little bit more into it. Mm -hmm. Um, So get familiar with current planetary placements. Like, I just was pulling up on that app, finding, like, oh, there's the sun, and those are the planets. I think Neptune was was in that realm as well. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, get yourself familiar with what phase the moon is in today. When will Jupiter set? When will Saturn rise? Um, these are all questions that a cosmic witch would probably know, um, or at least have easy access to knowing if they weren't, like, on the top of their head. Here is where mm-hmm. I said... Download an app like Starwalk. So I already mentioned it, but it's super helpful. Um, and you, it just tells you exactly where things are and when. Um, and then beyond that, with astronomy, like if you can't take a class, I mean, like I think we're lucky we've got like a junior college where you can just like sign up for a class. If you have mm-hmm. that near you and they have an astronomy class and you can do it, definitely mm-hmm. do it. If not, still totally fine um go to your library get some local books get some local books get some books on astronomy or go to your local bookstore i love when my brain does that let's get to the end of what you want to say laura um (laughs) and honestly your collection of astronomy books they can become like secondary grimoires you can take notes Mm. in these you can highlight these are I mean, obviously not, not if the library book. Not but if, exactly. I was going to say, not if you checked it up. The, the librarians exactly. will not appreciate they that. They won't <laughs> like that. But <laughs> if it's if it's your own book, and you can certainly, I know um, I can't speak for all locations, but a lot of locations 
either have bookstores with a used book uh, section or there's mm-hmm. used bookstores where you can get some astronomy, astronomy books for pretty cheap. I don't think I paid yeah. full price for any of my astronomy books. They're all secondhand and like $5 or less. Um, so definitely keep an eye out for those and just study your little heart out. Um, <laughs> and while astrologers utilize the motions of the planets to show us how they affect our day, um, our day-to-day life, I should say, um, even if you don't ascribe to astrology, knowing where the planets and stellar bodies will be throughout the day can still help you plan your practice and get in tune with the universe. doesn't have to relate to your, you know, sun sign or anything like that. If you've got that connection with the planets, you just want to be like, well, I want you above me when I do this or out below <laughs> me, you know, it's, it's, it's up to you. Um, you don't have to utilize astrology at all. Um, just get to know your planets. Yeah. So now for the fun part. <laughs> Planetary correspondences. So we're going to go through. Obviously, these aren't all planets. No. And this is not. These aren't exhaustive lists either. There's so many more correspondences. Yes. Um, but we're going to go through the, basically our solar system and the correspondences associations for all that. I'm going to start off with the sun. Um, it's associated with self-confidence, self-awareness, success, leadership, health, employment, pride, Mm self-centeredness, ambition, money, optimism, potency, courage, generosity, and nobility. I love that. I always feel like if sun is your sign, if you're a Leo or you just yeah, I mean, love the sun like, and there's like a solar Mufasa, flare. Like Mufasa's face in the sun. <laughs> like he's the, that, that Teletubby baby. That's what I always think of. <laughs> well, I think of more of just like they're, they're, they're the day walkers because that's their time. And mm-hmm. I will say i have looked up like if, if there's a leo in my life that's being an extra little leo-y i'll be like what kind of solar flares are we dealing with because they're getting a little too much <laughs> oh I my swear god to god that, that's a thing i just realized you know another thing of we mentioned moon magic hell there's also sun magic and that also yeah. counts yep Absolutely. there is solar magic there are solar witches yep. um so we didn't make notes on that, but definitely also yep. look into that. Like the sun, like if you feel like you're more in line with the sun, that's absolutely valid and okay. Mm-hmm. And there's many other solar um, witches out there yeah. that you can learn from and stuff. Um, I didn't want to be like ex- excluding the solar witches. Uh, we we do accept you, obviously. You're, you're also a cosmic witch. Maybe just- one day we will cover solar witches. Yeah. Who knows? Probably. Because it's, I mean, I feel like the moon is so popular yeah. to talk about Yeah, that the sun is often forgotten about. This, well, the moon's just so mysterious. It's, it's just like very, it's very seductive. Yes. It's sexy. Very alluring. And the sun mm-hmm. is just like, <laughs> A little less mystery. Yeah. Yeah. It's Everything is out face. there. <laughs> it's very clear, very blunt. Yeah. Um, so some plants that are associated with the sun 
Oh, I love this one. Bergamot. Mm. I'm fucking obsessed with bergamot. I like put bergamot essential oil on everything. I love it in fragrances. Yeah, the fragrance. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love me a girl gray. Mm-hmm. I put um, like our laundry detergent is fragrance free, but I'm like, fuck that. I put <laughs> essential oil in that. I also will put it on our like uh, wool dry, dryer balls. Mm-hmm. I'll put some drops in that. I'm like, I just want to smell like bergamot all the time. <laughs> um, but anyways, enough about bergamot. She's also very much having a moment. I feel like she's a very popular fragrance lately. Yeah. I've noticed. Yeah. Um, there's also buttercup, mm-hmm. calamus. Mm-hmm. Whether you say calendula, I say calendula. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, basically marigold, mm-hmm. um, cedar, celandine, centauri, chamomile, which is another great mm-hmm. herb, um, cinnamon, citronella, also keeps those mosquitoes away, <laughs> frankincense, um, heliotrope, hibiscus, laurel, mandarin. I said marigold. I mean, it's like pretty much the same thing as like, come on, you want. There's yeah, there's um, marigold and like. Uh, they're fr- the French marigold and English marigold, and one of those is yeah. calendula. Yes, it's like calen- like I think the scientific name is calendula resinous something. I don't know, <laughs> but um, yeah, orange trees, orange, uh-huh. um, peony, poppy, rosemary, rue, saffron, Saint John's wort, and of course, sunflower. Oh, yeah, and crystals that are associated with the sun. Um, obviously, these are going to be very warm colored <laughs> crystals. Topaz, citrine, goldstone, gold, mm-hmm. amber, carnelian, and tiger's eye. And of course, mm-hmm. um, that is not exhaustive. No, as we not said. at all. <laughs> this is just kind of, we're giving you a rough framework here. Yes. Um, metals, well, gold. Colors, <laughs> gold. <laughs> Red, orange, yellow. <laughs> numbers one so the number mm-hmm. one is associated with the sun sun one so funny we just covered numerology <laughs> we did <laughs> um its element is fire the zodiac signs that are associated with leo mm-hmm. and the day of the week if you guessed it congrats <laughs> it's sunday <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i you know, I think at one point I was like, what if we also put like a, a little list of like deities associated with planets? But let me tell you, when it comes to the sun and the moon, the list is, is so insane. long. So no. It's insane. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Too many. Definitely look it up because um, every culture has multiple deities associated with the sun. Yeah. They're all going to have a every. sun and moon god. Mm-hmm. So yeah, look sure. it up to, if if DDs are your thing, definitely look it up. But uh, we won't be covering that today. No, <laughs> we won't. Um, moving on to the moon. Associations with the moon are emotions, moods, peace, dreams, imagination, the unconscious mind, memory, safe travel, protection. Psychic abilities, balance, sensitivity, nostalgia, and so much more. There's so mm-hmm. much to the moon. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just like laughed at the first plant. Cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so random. 
<laughs> oh, I want to get so close to the moon. I need some cabbage. <laughs> I do love me a good cabbage salad. Oh, like, cabbage is so good. We, like, col- we Oh my god, celebrate the moon by having a good coleslaw. <laughs> yes, or what we yeah. do here like when we're super lazy but we really want cabbage, we'll slice it all up and add um rice vinegar and uh toasted sesame oil. And that's Honestly, it. yeah. <gasps> oh my so god. Good. Laura, I like fucking love you so much because <laughs> That was one of my favorite dinners growing up as a kid. Like really? you think I was like, you know, um, Char, uh, what was the Charlie's in Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory? Like, oh, you yeah. think I was like Charlie's cousin or something because I'm like <laughs> cabbage, cabbage, cabbage. <laughs> but I loved when my mom would slice up some cabbage, mm-hmm. and all I would want on it was oil, vinegar, and salt, and that's it. Yeah, and it was just so good. It's so good. It's Ugh. so 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 good. And even if like I'm having another kind of salad that I'm making at home, I mm-hmm. always have some purple cabbage to slice up and like garnish or add that yeah. into the mix. I love cabbage. Cabbage is good. We actually, I didn't get cabbage on our, I, uh, I, last time I went to grocery shopping, like last weekend, all the food I got, like got home. I don't buy food based on like what I want to cook. I just buy what I like. And then mm-hmm. I, then I figure it out. Um, and I'm short the cabbage, but everything else I got was very like Asian influenced. Oh, cool! But I was missing the cabbage. Yeah, we've had oh. a lot of good Asian dishes. Like I've Yummy. got, I didn't realize I have was all set for it. I've got, I've got the hoisin. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Oh, I love it. hoisin sauce. Um, I've got the oyster sauce, fish sauce, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the rice vinegar oil. Ooh, I've got the gluten free soy sauce. I've I just have so much at my disposal to make so many different delicious Asian <laughs> sauces. Garlic. I made like a good garlic sauce the other night with eggplant and bok choy. Girl, girl, girl. Mm. I just had dinner. You're, you're making me hungry again. <laughs> Look, Graham's been working late every night, so dinner's up to me now. <laughs> it used to be all him. Food on my mind. Okay. Where was I? We were talking about plants, plants. and the moon. <laughs> we talked we about cabbage. Yes. Um, and then the let's see, detura. That's probably mm-hmm. my very American way of saying that. Um, evening primrose, honeysuckle. Mm. I love the smell of honeysuckle. Mm-hmm. Um, hydrangea, iris, jasmine. I love that one too. Juniper, lemon, lotus, mallow, uh, moonwort. Morning Glory, Mugwort, Myrtle, uh, Orris Root, Sandalwood. I fucking love Sandalwood. That and Bergamot together with a little bit of Jasmine. Jasmine, I also Mm, like Patchouli. Um, Sweet Pea, Violet, Watercress, Water Lily, White Rose, Wild Lettuce, and Willow. Um, Isn't there like a a Moonflower? There is. Like a flower that only blooms in the moon? Yeah. Under a moon? I believe so. Yeah. It's probably, like, these lists aren't exhaustive, so Mm -hmm. there's probably so many more. Um, But in terms of crystals, number one crystal, who would have thought? Moonstone. (laughs) (laughs) But then we also have selenite, pearl, milky quartz, and aquamarine. 
Um, in terms of metals, we've got silver. Yeah. Associated with the Makes moon. Makes sense. Makes so much sense. Colors, mm-hmm. again, silver, white, <laughs> and light blue. Um, kind of surprised, like gray. I mean, it's kind of like silver, but that would be, yeah. Yeah. I'd say gray. Um, mm-hmm. in terms of numbers, we got number two elements, water, zodiac sign, cancer. Mm-hmm. Not a surprise there. Y'all are emotional. Very. It's your ruler. And that's what Moon does, man. Emotions. Mm -hmm. The motions. (laughs) And then finally, the day of the week. Moon day. Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. All right. Next, we have Mercury. So the associations of Mercury is communication. Uh, learning, memory, comprehension, intellect, agility, good fortune, gratitude, gain, exchanges, trade, reason, duality, education, and travel. And I just love how um, it's about communication and and intellect. It just really comes through with Mercury. Yeah. And honestly, we should do an episode on how the Sailor Moon characters were were consistent (laughs) with their actual planetary associations because Mercury was like the the bookworm. Sailor Mercury was the bookworm. I have to say- She was very intellectual. I was never She was very level-headed. I've never watched it. Um, Girl, that's okay. Um, I watched it a lot, but that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, and like Sailor Mars was. We'll we'll get into it. We'll get into it. All right. Um, oh, my computer keeps trying to connect to my AirPods, and no, thank you. Okay, so should that be um, a cauldron side chat? Do you want to do that? I can watch an episode for the sake of that. Oh yeah, let's do it, girl. Do you know I have Sailor Moon VHSs <laughs> still in my? I still I still own some of them. They're floating around somewhere. Like the, the when they made the movies, like the Sailor Moon movies, I have movies? the VHS. Oh yeah, oh Carl, yeah. I'm so disconnected. Anything anime for some reason never hit my radar. Like Pokemon, I don't know a damn thing about Pokemon. I was I watched never Pokemon into it. A little bit, but I'm a huge Inuyasha girl. I don't love know Inuyasha. That um, that's okay. Let's see. <laughs> Topic for another day. <laughs> Tune into our, our a future cauldron side chat. We'll we'll discuss. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So plants for Mercury: almond, bladder rack, which I don't even know what that is, <laughs> but I, I trust you. Um, caraway, cassia, celery, clover, eucalyptus, fennel, fenugreek, heather, jasmine, lavender, lemongrass, lily mandrake marjoram mint and that's any mint peppermint spearmint mm-hmm. could be sweet mint um or all of the mints uh narcissus parsley oh, there's sandalwood again mm-hmm. sweet pea valerian wintergreen and wormwood love them the crystals for mercury are some of them are blue lace agate fire agate aventurine opal Alexandrite, mottled jasper, and citrine. And metals 
for Mercury as well. Mercury <laughs> slash Quicksilver. Um, colors are green, yellow, and purple, which is not consistent with Sailor Mercury. She was the blue one, but right. whatever. Um, Mercury's number is five. Its element is air. So, I mean, air, intellect, Mercury, mm-hmm. it all makes sense. It's all connecting. Zodiac signs that are associated with Mercury are Gemini and uh, Virgo. Which Gemini is my my moon sign. I'm, we'll, we'll get into it later, but <laughs> I am heavily influenced by Mercury in my chart. <laughs> and the day of the week for Mercury is Wednesday. Oh, I love that. Oh, unfortunately, we don't have a Mercury day. <laughs> we had a theme going and it very promptly ended. <laughs> No, that's right. Wait, which day is... Oh, no, that's Tuesday in Spanish. Marek. Martes? No. Marek. Why am I forgetting it? Marek. Wait, you said Tuesday. You Do you mean Wednesday? Lunes, Miércoles. Martes, Miércoles is Wednesday. Oh, so kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Not in English. Okay. All right. I thought I remembered <laughs> something that sounded kind of like it. Um. Oh, then we go on to our next planet, Mm. angry planet, Mars. So associations with Mars is power, lust, force, passion, will, Mm -hmm. courage, physical strength, Mm -hmm. war, male virility. Really, I feel that should be like masculine virility. Yeah, we'll say masculine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Energy, action independence, uh, practicality, and protection. And plants associated with Mars are acacia, allspice, basil, black pepper, calamus, cardamom, cassava, mm. chives, mm. coriander, cumin. All of these like are making so much sense to me, and I don't know why. Dragon's yeah. blood, garlic, mm. ginger, hawthorn. Hyacinth, that's a surprise to me. Nettle, onion, patchouli, pennyroyal, rue, thistle, and turmeric. Everything but hyacinth, I was like, that screams Mars to me. I don't know why. Now, crystals, we've got ruby, garnet, red jasper, bloodstone. We see a theme here. (laughs) A little bit. Um... (laughs) Is this sardonyx? Sardonyx. Sardonyx. Oh, I, I, I've always said sardonyx. Sardonyx. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. I'm not <laughs> it sure. It could be sardonyx. Either or. Well, because it, like, it's like onyx, but with a sard sardonyx. in the beginning. <laughs> right? Well, to me, yeah, that's, that's like uh, the, the drug mucinex. Everyone says mucinex, and I always want to say mucinex because it's for your mucus, right? Oh, shit. So many people tell me, Mucinex. The commercials say Mucinex. Wow. But it's for your mucus. I'm never, I'm never going to unsee that now. <laughs> <laughs> Words. Um, Words. Okay. We have more stones here. We've got Lava Stone and Red Tourmaline. I said that like there was a, a whole, whole more list. But two more. Um <laughs> Now, metals for Mars, not as obvious this time. We have iron. But I can also see that. Yeah. Because I I think of um, 
Mar like the god Mars and like being yes. at like hitting the iron and like being a a metal smith. Oh god, even like if Black you smith. were to stick with like the the masculine or the male thing, pumping the iron. <laughs> so stupid, but yeah. Um colors are red and brown. The number for Mars is 9. The element fire feel like that mm -hmm. makes sense zodiac mm -hmm. sign also makes sense aries <laughs> and day of yeah. the week tuesday all right next up is venus so venus is associated with cooperation unity agreements originality creativity of course beauty love companionship fertility Joy, romance, peace, and sexuality. So some some pants. <laughs> <laughs> Typo. <laughs> Plants. <laughs> some pants associated with penis. <laughs> Acid wash. Denim. <laughs> Corduroy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. They're probably like, can you guys get your shit together? <laughs> it's Friday. <Okay. laughs> All right, plants, mm. apple, bergamot, cashew, daffodil, daisy, damiana, geranium, goldenrod, hibiscus, larkspur, lavender, lemon verbena, lilac. Oh, I love lilac. Mm. Um, actually, like the the native deodorant that I have on mm -hmm. is lilac and, and white tea. And it's, oh my God, the smell oh, is amazing. My soap right now is a is a lilac soap. It's just such a lovely scent. It really is. It. Um, passion flower, peach, plantain, primrose, raspberry, rose, spearmint, strawberry, tansy, thyme, vanilla, violet, yarrow, and God help me. Ylang gang. Ylang ylang. <laughs> I can never say it. <laughs> All right, crystals associated with Venus are emerald, jade, rose quartz, celestite, turquoise, peridot, malachite, sodalite, and coral. Mm -hmm. Its metal is copper. Love copper. Or like, you know, I was going to say rose gold, but I guess rose gold is different. Um, right. It's just copper mixed with gold. Mm -hmm. But anyways, yeah, copper. We'll stick with that. Its colors are pink, green, aqua, and peach. It's associated with the number six. Its element is earth. The zodiac signs associated with Venus are Taurus and Libra. And its day of the week is Friday. It's Venus Day. Mm-hmm. I'm your Venus. I'm your fire. Well, that's actually funny. Like this is not a fire sign. No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I am earthy didn't really like. No. <laughs> didn't have as much of a ring to it. No. I know I actually recently was making like a 60s themed playlist of like just the songs that I like from the 60s. And Ooh. that the original version of that song, I was like, oh, yeah, I could add this. And then first time I listened to it, I was like, no, I can't because I'm thinking about shaving. And that's right? not what I want. <laughs> Marketing, man. Branding. Yeah. They rebranded Venus. They did. Yeah. We need our button. <laughs> um, 
Okay, moving on out in space, we're going to Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Now, the associations with Jupiter are gains, riches, prosperity, wealth, success, luck, self-confidence, investment, gatherings, favors, ambition, mercy, humanity, and publicity. It's a big-time planet. Yeah. Now, plants for Jupiter would be anise, bayberry, bayberry. <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> bayberry, bergamot. We, we hit a we hit a record scratch there. <laughs> this stupid voice in my head was like <laughs> Burberry. <laughs> Excuse me. No, it's bayberry. Uh, bergamot, blessed thistle, carnation, catnip. Chamomile, syncofoil, sonkfoil. Weird. Sonkfoil. All right. Clove, clover, corn, cramp bark. <laughs> corn. <laughs> corn. I don't know. I'm sorry. Whereas <laughs> I'm giggling in my head about cramp bark. <laughs> well, um, and eyebright. I don't um, even know what that is. I've never I heard don't, that. I don't know of Eyebright. Uh, but hops. Mm, I love hops. A lot of y'all are probably celebrating Jupiter without knowing. Um, <laughs> hyssop, n- nutmeg, oak, sage, stevia, and tulip. Now, nice. crystals for Jupiter would be yellow sapphire, yellow apatite, yellow jasper, green aventurine, Azurite, lepidolite, I'm like realizing these are all really small on my screen, and kyanite. Metals associated with Jupiter, um, or one metal, tin. And which I feel very interesting when like the associations are like riches, prosperity, wealth, tin. <laughs> Listen, tin foil was once valued more than gold foil back in the day. And there are many Gilded Age mansions that literally have tin foil on their walls. Like on like in the wallpaper mm-hmm. instead of gold foil because at the time tin was more valuable than gold. So it was a a um you know obviously showing off wealth. So it's antiquated. Yes, an antiquated. <laughs> Apparently, we metal. figured out the honey pot for tin, and <laughs> tin's value went down. <laughs> but not Jupiter. Uh, colors. Colors for Jupiter. Blue, purple, yellow. Number three. Its element is air. Zodiac signs, Sagittarius. Um, and day of the week is... Thursday. Nice. I'm so happy I have this next one because we close. Saturn. Associations with Saturn are safety, protection, intellect, life lessons, loss, past lives, law and justice, sincerity, restraint, discipline, responsibility, caution, time, and this one is funny at the end, chaos, because I just 
structure is what I really associate Saturn with. So the chaos is kind of <laughs> the literal opposite. Um, well, but do again, you consider like, like life lessons and loss? Those are pretty chaotic things. Well, that's true. There's two sides of the coin. Yeah. Um, plants associated with Saturn are black poppy seeds, bluebell, comfrey, 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 cypress, mm-hmm. daffodil, datura, elm, foxglove, garlic, hemlock, hemp, holly, mandrake, mullein, myrrh, nightshade, patchouli, rosemary, skullcap, snowdrop, thyme, tobacco, valerian, vetiver, wolfsbane, or aconite slash monkshood, wintergreen, and witch hazel. It's a lot. It's a ton. (laughs) Got a lot to work with, especially if if you're a green witch, you're into like herbalism, and you want to work with Saturn, have at it. There's lots of (laughs) options. Now, its crystals are, and not again, this is not exhaustive, um, but it, we start with hematite. I love hematite. Jet, onyx, obsidian. It's a lot of black ones. Mm-hmm. Blue sapphire, halite, black tourmaline, one of my love faves. love that. Oh, fucking love black tourmaline. Black diamond. I have one. And garnet. Just like a little splash of color right there for you. <laughs> Just <laughs> With a little. Blue, sa- blue sapphire and garnet. Oh, well, let's. A little color. Blue sapphire, now, like a real blue sapphire, can be pretty dark. It, it like, yes, like almost like nearly black. It, Which yeah. is my, 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 uh, what do you call them? Birthstone? Birthstone. Is your yeah. birthstone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. September. We, and garnet is mine. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> look at that. <laughs> Would you look at that? <laughs> now, metals for Saturn, well, a metal for Saturn is <laughs> lead. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Colors are black, maroon, purple, and yellow. It's associated with the number eight. Its element is earth. Its zodiac sign is Capricorn. Mm-hmm. And day of the week, this is another one that totally makes sense. Saturday. Saturn. <laughs> Saturday. It's Saturn Day. Saturn Day Which tomorrow. is tomorrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, I'm kind of happy I have this next one. Go for it. I want to be an adult, though. Um, <laughs> next up, we have Uranus, which I hmm. still don't know if that's better. There's Uranus or there's Uranus. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, both potty-ish. It's unfortunate it's either unfortunate. way you slice it. Yeah. Um, and this one, you know, we got to use this planet. It's got a funny name, but it's got some some pretty good associations here. Um, so this things that are associated with Uranus are changes, revolution, independence, freedom, clairvoyance, disruption, metaphysics, higher consciousness, intuition, and technology. Oof. Very elevated very concepts there. Absolutely. Plants that are associated with Uranus are calamus, chamomile, cinnamon, clove, coffee. Eucalyptus, nice. ginger, guar- guarna, kava kava, lime, nutmeg, orange blossom, pansy, pokeweed, and Solomon's seal. Crystals are quartz, diamond, aquamarine, az- amazonite. Wow, my, my eyeballs were like, azoma? <laughs> Blue topaz, 
tanzanite, opalite, and aqua aura. Now, the metal associated with Uranus is uranium, which I find very interesting. Um, well, Uranus, uranium. Yeah. <laughs> Uranus, uranium. Just see it as an argument. Um, colors associated with Uranus are blue, purple, and white. Number is four. The element is air. Uh, the zodiac sign associated with Uranus is Aquarius. And the day of the week is Wednesday. Lovely. Next, we have Neptune. Love this one. Uh, Neptune is associated with confusion, mysticism, imagination, illusion, chaos, divination, inner vision, perception, sacrifice, inspiration, emotions. I love this last one. Compassion. Yeah. I feel like dreams Plant. too. Yeah, it does. There's like that kind of, you know, illusion mm-hmm. part of it that kind of ties into dreams and, yeah. and dream work. Um, now, plants for Neptune are hemp, honeysuckle, jasmine, lobelia, lotus, melon, morning glory, mugwort, orange blossom, pine, poppy, skullcap, water lily, wild lettuce, willow, and, oh, love this last one, wisteria. Mm-hmm. Very pretty. Um, some of its crystals are sapphire, amethyst, turquoise, fluorite, labradorite, aquamarine, celestite, and vauxite. Vauxite. And uh, the metal for Neptune is platinum. Ooh. Its colors are, and this one you could probably guess, blue, gray, aqua, <laughs> lavender. Very, like, watery. Yeah. Um, its number is seven. And the element is water. <laughs> the zodiac sign that is ruled by Neptune is Pisces. Mm-hmm. And its day of the week is Friday. Also today. Yeah. Next, we are going all the way out there because it is a planet in my eyes. Well, we grew up with it being a planet. So yeah. it's Pluto has a special place in our hearts as Pluto. a planet. Yes. Yeah. And honestly, I love the associations with Pluto. So those are death, the underworld, <laughs> astral travel. I'm sorry. I love these associations. Death. <laughs> the underworld. Can you be more goth? <laughs> you're, you're so consistent. I love it. <laughs> oh, I can't hide it. <laughs> no, no, that's okay, girl. Just do your thing. I'm saying girl a lot in this episode. I don't know why. I'm very sassy today. It's, you know, it's, it's a good Friday for us. Yeah, it's good. Um, where did I leave off? Oh, the underworld. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other associations are astral travel, realms, transformation, metamorphosis, cooperation, regeneration, mystery, power, change, and crisis. Uh, the plants associated with Pluto are acacia. Barley, basil, chrysanthemum, columbine, 
Cypress, Damiana, mm-hmm. Dogwood, Dragon's Blood, Eucalyptus, Fern, Foxglove, Galangalroot, Hops, Larkspur, Oats, Pansy, Passionflower, Silocivin, Saw Palmetto, Silverweed, Skullcap, Strawberry, Valerian, Wheat, Yohimbi. <laughs> I don't know that one. And that was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That was a lot. Um, Crystals associated. I I just, I'm starting to think Pluto is my, Pluto's my planet. Crystals are (laughs) smoky quartz, snowflake obsidian, black tourmaline, and kunzite. It's great, great stones. I love them. It's Mm -hmm. metal is plutonium (gasps) who would have known plot twist (laughs) Uh, colors associated are black and white its number is zero i love that it's zero (laughs) uh element is water a zodiac sign that it rules is scorpio and its day of the week is tuesday Right, and uh, this one hits close to home because we're going to talk about Earth. <laughs> all right, you like how it's an afterthought after all the planets? It's like, oh shit, Earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, like where we live. Um, <laughs> associations for Earth are stability, fertility, nature slash nurture, grounding, strength, home, duh, protection, <laughs> birth, life, cycles, manifestation. Wealth, abundance, and prosperity. Its plants are patchouli, oak moss, cypress, primrose, honeysuckle, ivy, elm, moss, thyme, vervarian, valerian, mugwort, anise, bay, sage, rosemary, fern, hemp, and dragon's blood. Um, Now this one has a fuck ton of crystals, so here we go. Um, there's jade, hematite, jet, emerald, amazonite, granite, jasper, quartz, rose quartz, pink Himalayan salt, or I think just like any <laughs> salt, honestly, malachite, carnelian, diamond, and turquoise. Mm-hmm. Now this one has a couple metals associated with mm-hmm. earth, iron and lead. Right. Its colors are brown, green, black, and pink. And fuck, Earth gets two numbers associated (laughs) with it, three and six. And it also rules many signs, many zodiac signs. Earth rules Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Mm -hmm. And the day of the week for Earth, let's give her two as well, Monday and Thursday. Plentiful Earth. A lot of she options when it comes to it. Earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Now, we've gone over the planets. Um, if you want to use planets in your divination, or if you are using planets and you want to know, like, their divinatory meanings, if they mm-hmm. come up. I mean, in addition, really, to all of the um, correspondences that we mentioned. Yeah. I'm going to go through a quick list here. Um, Mercury, 
if that pops up, it's said to allude to a financial favor or gain to come. Obviously, a shit ton more meanings as it's communication related. Uh, Venus could mean a new romance is to come in your future or you are in a relationship and you're about to face a hurdle ahead. Um, I also think it can pop up if there's some sort of like self-confidence or self-love type of topic. Mm -hmm. Um, Mars could come up if there's any like petty misunderstandings, arguments, or conflicts either on the horizon or you're already dealing with them. Maybe you're working through them. I think it can also indicate like uh, a sign of uh, a time to be strong for yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's another way to look at it. It's not as bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Earth, it can mean self-reflection on yourself and morals that they need to be done because of a major decision that's coming soon that may challenge them. Jupiter could mean that you need to be prepared for someone who's about to turn on you. And it's said to be a warning of betrayal, potentially. Saturn, um, you're about to get some vengeance that you have wanted for a while. Someone is about to get their (laughs) just desserts and you'll be there to witness it. Or it may also relate to a sudden death or tragedy to come. Again, amongst many other meanings. (laughs) Um, Neptune, be prepared to face a creative challenge. You'll need to figure out a way around it. May also be a warning that someone is lying to you. Mm. Um, Uranus, you're about to be faced with some bad news. Obviously, Uranus has so many other meanings that could mean, you know, new, um, something new coming to you is what I always think of with Uranus. Um, Pluto, for centuries it's believed it is a warning of danger and disaster, and others say it's a sign of heartbreak to come. Hmm. So if you – I mean, those are kind of like possible meanings, but if those are any anything that you're wondering about in divination, look for those signs or those planets and see if they pop up. And then real quickly, um, some tarot correspondences that um, – got to include in the notes above um if you're pulling you know major arcana cards they do mm-hmm. relate to the planet so for the moon there's um the moon card and the <laughs> high priestess for yeah. a sun there's the sun and strength <laughs> mercury is the magician and hermit venus the lovers the empress and the hier- hierophant for Mars, it's the Tower and the Emperor. Jupiter, Wheel of Fortune and Temperance. Saturn, the Devil, Justice, and the World. Uranus is the Fool and the Star. Neptune is the Hanged Man and the Moon. And Pluto is Death and Judgment. Nice. And it's so funny because as a Capricorn being ruled by Saturn and when I do my tarot, probably the card that I, the major arcana card that I see the most is the devil. Oh, really? Yes. Which, you know, what does that mean? I don't know. But um, (laughs) I also get the world sometimes too. Okay. But I always find that like interesting that um, I just see those dots connecting. All right. So planets... (laughs) I'm going to cover planets and dream work. Um, So Mercury. Um, Often Mercury is related to logic and communications, as we said. 
Um, it's also related to business success. So dreaming of seeing Mercury, really, or maybe you're dreaming of Sailor Mercury. <laughs> I'm just going to keep <laughs> referencing back to Sailor Moon. <laughs> uh, if you're dreaming of Mercury in some way, that relates to the fact that you are in deep thought recently. You're very pensive. You're likely pondering something related to business or monetary decisions. Um, if you're in your dream, you're like on the planet Mercury. It relates to working on problem solving something in your waking life. If you're dreaming of Venus, um, Venus is the planet of love and romance, but also of giving happiness and honesty. So if you see Venus in your Venus in your dreams, likely it means you've been thinking about your relationships in your life and are working on figuring them out. If you're on Venus, then it means you are at a peaceful part of your life and are feeling content with things. It also relates to feeling loved in your waking life. Hmm. Mars. So Mars is a planet of energy and action. Seeing Mars in your dreams means you are having some sort of conflict in your waking life. Remember to consider the feelings of others in your life because this may be a warning that you have been hurting them. If you are on Mars in your dream, um, that can relate to feeling motivated in your waking life and aiming to reach a goal of yours or, or you are Matt Damon in The Martian. I don't know. <laughs> I have a lot of dreams about being on Mars. Really? Okay. Yeah. I. What's funny that I'm covering this, but I honestly have never had any dream where I'm not just on planet Earth. <laughs> I'm just, I'm here. I like to stay here. I'm very, very grounded to the earth. Um, but yeah, so Mars, you may also feel, uh, be very confused on one of your passions right now, mm-hmm. if that comes up in your dreams. Um, and well, like me, earth. So if you're seeing earth from space in your dream or another planet means you need to focus more on the whole picture. You have been too focused on the little things and minor details, though it has only been adding to your waking stress. It may also relate to needing to let yourself enjoy things more often. So realize that we, in each um, planet, we're like, if you see it, and then this is what it means if you're on it. Mm-hmm. Well, there's not a lot of like meaning if you're on Earth, because that's kind of like normal life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's nothing's weird about that. No. <laughs> um, so Jupiter. Jupiter is the planet associated with growth and wisdom, expansion, all of that, as well as truth and justice. Seeing Jupiter often relates to the fact you recently had a life lesson occur in your waking life and you're still pondering over it. It could have been an easy lesson or a hard one, but one that you needed to learn in the long run. Being on Jupiter relates to recent abundance in your waking life. You may also be feeling rather mature lately and even possibly a bit egotistical. Now we have um, my homie here, Saturn. (laughs) Saturn is often related to success and victory in dreams. Seeing it means you feel victorious over something and are still just kind of like, you know, living in that, glowing in that. Um, being on Saturn or on its rings, that counts too, means you are currently rather happy. 
Neptune is the planet of dreams, creativity, exploration, and imagination. So seeing Neptune in your dream means you are feeling inspired in waking life and are working to find a creative outlet. If you are on Neptune, however, it may relate to lies you've been telling yourself and are refusing to let go of. Ooh. You may have to start being more honest with yourself if that's the case. Uranus um, is a symbol for change. If seen in your dreams, it means changes are currently afoot in your life. And being on Uranus relates to the need for more independence and freedom. And finally, we reach little Pluto. <laughs> we got Pluto, which is um, associated with power, life, and death, and rebirth. Seeing Pluto in your dreams can mean you have a big decision to make, and you need to weigh your options thoroughly. If you're on the planet Pluto, that means you feel powerless and lost about some sort of situation. It may also relate to feeling alone and exiled from others. That would make sense. You're all out there yeah. all by yourself. Yeah. On a little old planet. One day you're considered a planet. One day you're not. Yeah. Very invalid. <laughs> invalidating. My sister used to have a puzzle that was um, of the solar system, but it was like a, an illustration, like a cartoony one. Mm-hmm. So each planet was like a character. <laughs> and this was, it was a puzzle that was made after science decided that planet that Pluto oh, no, was not a planet anymore and so you see Pluto like far in the corner and it's just looking down and you see a tear <gasps> rolling down it's a face <laughs> why would you do that I found it hilarious but also oh. like wow <laughs> they went there poor Pluto <laughs> oh I called Bishop by my wailing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was okay? like, Mom, are you okay? <laughs> <sighs> okay. All right. So this next part is basically, I titled it like living through the planets, but really like how you can work with these planets in your everyday life. Like if you've decided mm. I want to work with this planet, this is how I want to mm-hmm. honor it or bring the energy of it through this is how you do it. So um, if you're working with the moon, uh, this would be through divination, using water or mirrors, showing people that you care, and reflecting on your actions. That would be like living through the moon. Um, if you want to live through the sun, this would be taking a leadership position at work or school, depending on where you're at, and displaying confidence in public. I feel like Makes I want to do all that a little bit. Nice. Um, if you want to live through Mercury, which this is my ruler, uh, long drives. I love long drives. Studying, having conversations with others, exchanging gifts. I thought it was going to continue, and it's not, so I'm sorry I made it sound <laughs> like it was. Living through Venus would be um, doing acts of cooperation, group work, volunteering, random acts of kindness, and even going out on a date. Romance. Um, And I was going to say, like, maybe getting a little bit of sexy time, but 
living through Mars would be acts of passion. Mm. So maybe, maybe a little bit of Mars action there. Um, but also, I feel like Venus can be like some self love. You know what I'm talking right, about? So masturbation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Mars. Can with be, a partner. you know, with a partner <laughs> or partners. Yes. Though there is mutual masturbation. So where's that fit in? Ooh. You're working you're working with both. That's I like that. It's a mm-hmm. cool dynamic. Phone sex even. You know? <laughs> oh my god. That would be like Mercury and Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Communication and acts of passion. <laughs> I love it. Um have a little like planet orgy going on here. <laughs> Someone make the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't sell it to children. <laughs> no. God. No. Um probably not as bad as a crying Pluto, but you know, whatever. Um <laughs> It is. It is. Um okay, where was I with Mars? Reaching your goals, uh, mm-hmm. protecting your loved ones from harm and being competitive. That's how you can live through Mars. Be competitive. Um, with Jupiter, I feel like this one's super easy if you want to live through Jupiter. Paid work. <laughs> Go to work. Uh, get paid. Um, also playing card games and public speaking. I don't know where card games comes in. Maybe just, I don't know. Um, Saturn, if you want to live through Saturn, this would be acts of justice, being responsible, being organized, following through on your promises and setting priorities. If you're going to work through Uranus, you're going to be fixing electronics. You're going to be seeking higher knowledge, following your gut feeling and doing whatever you want. Neptune, I feel like this this is maybe more witchy for people. Yeah. Would be meditation and dream work. Big the first two ones are pretty big. Um, but also acts of self-sacrifice, putting others before yourself, and spending time near the ocean. And then finally, Pluto. If you want to live through Pluto, you're going to do spirit work. You're going to honor loved ones who have passed on. You're going to work on changing your habits and a bit of astral traveling. Ooh. Thank you, Laura. Well, how You're else welcome, can Maria. You- <laughs> Back to you. Um, how else can you connect with uh, astronomy and astrology together? So find your chart ruler. Your chart ruler is the ruling planet of the sign on your ascendant. Below is a list of the zodiac signs and their ruling planets. Which so we've go- like covered kind of. But, but like- let's like re- refresh. Yeah. Aries is Mars. Taurus is Venus. Gemini, Mercury. Cancer is Moon. Leo with the sun. Virgo plus Mercury, Libra and Venus, Scorpio and Pluto, Sagittarius and Jupiter, Capricorn, Saturn, Aquarius, Uranus, Pisces, Neptune. So my ascendant or rising Mm -hmm. is Scorpio. So then my chart ruler is Pluto. Ooh. Mm. Uh, Yeah. And like, you know, if you're a Pisces, rising. Um, your chart ruler, uh, would be 
let me look at the list. Where where are I'm you, right Pisces? Oh, Neptune. <laughs> Literally right above <laughs> my bullet point. It's, I'm fine. I'm okay. <laughs> it's been a week. Um, some astrologers also say that if there are two signs present in the first house, then the rulers of the two signs are co-rulers of the chart, which honestly for me sounds like AP calculus. It's a lot of numbers going on. I've got several in my first house. I always fucking forget. But my first house is my sun sign as well as my rising, which is I'm a Virgo rising Virgo sun. Um, Okay. What the fuck else is there? Um, And then finding your, uh, while you figure that out, finding your dominant planet. Um, It's a little trickier. So unlike your chart ruler, your dominant planet is based on the full natal chart mm-hmm. rather than just one point in the chart. Um, so I will put this link um, but in our show notes, but go to this link to find yours. And I'll say like, find your dominant planet followed by the link. So if you want to yeah. fi- have help finding it, um, check out our show notes. So... That's, I almost started like reading your notes. <laughs> so what's the difference <laughs> between them? Or is <laughs> like, I'm pulling up the link and I'm like, I did this already, but what's my focus? <laughs> so the difference between these, so your dominant planet is the planet with the most influence in your full natal chart. And that's, this is based off of many different factors, including aspects made with the planet and the position of the planet. And your chart ruler is based off of your ascendant or rising, as you already mentioned. So your dominant planet sums up you and your chart and shows what part of your psyche is the most prominent and powerful in your life. Your chart ruler leads your chart forward. It's associated with your self-expression and your sense of identity, and it also sets the tone for your life. You may not feel the effects of your dominant planet as much as you feel the effects of your chart ruler because many parts of a person's uh, natal or birth chart are left relatively unconscious or hidden. And these parts, though unconscious or hidden, still contribute to the person's dominant planet. And because the chart ruler is based on one of the most prominent and visible points of the chart, the ascendant, you may feel the effects of it more and be more aware of its influence. So that is the difference. And that's also the end of our notes. Goodbye. Yeah. See you next week. This is the part where there should be some (laughs) note of like, this is where we chit chat about such and such. But yes. So um, for me, as far as, you know, cosmic witchcraft, I don't consider myself a cosmic witch. Mm -hmm. um, But I do love me some good moon slash lunar magic. Yeah, that's for sure. And, you know, I am slowly becoming a, you know, a student of astrology. Like I don't feel super gung ho about learning all the ins and outs of it, but it does help put a lot of things into context. Yeah. And it's really interesting. Witchcraft has just like so many different layers when you look at elements, the planets, deities, Mm -hmm. all the different associations. And it's very, it's very interesting how all these things interconnect. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe that's why I never have dreams off of Earth. Like, but, you know, I'm an Earth sign. (laughs) Well, I'm an Earth sign, too. 
Like, yeah, I like, um, you know, I like to be really grounded. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, it's it's just interesting to take a look at all these things and see how they influence your life. Mm-hmm. Now, anybody can practice cosmic witchcraft. Um, but if you feel like, wow, this is really my jam, then you're probably a cosmic witch. Yeah. And we just gave you a really great, like, jumping, you know, jumping start point place beginning thingy. Yeah. And I would love to hear from anyone who is like, I do identify as a cosmic witch. And this is what my practice is like. Like, if this is you, please reach out to us. Yeah. I want to know. And I want to know, like. What else? What do you do? Like, what's? Yeah, because you know we have um, when we had our chaos witchcraft episode come up in mm-hmm. types of witches, we had so many chaos witches um, reach out, and then also yeah. listener stories. You know, people writing like, "I think I'm a chaos witch." I feel like we're gonna start hearing from a lot of cosmic witches slash, you know, potential cosmic yeah. witches too. So that's, that's exciting. That's what I'm hoping for. So don't be shy. We love connecting with y'all. All right. Is there any, there any um, closing remarks before I start doing our outro? No, I was just trying to put in your info because I want to know what your 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 dominant <laughs> is. <laughs> we'll keep that if a secret. It's... We'll post it. We'll post it on our close friends Instagram for our Patreon. Members. Okay, perfect. I don't mind sharing <laughs> mine's Mercury. That is why I'm so curious. And why I'm trying to look something up as we're trying to end the episode. Just shy of two hours. (laughs) Honestly, like this was this was a hefty one. Yeah. Um, you know, take some time to chill after this episode because we know we just threw a lot of information at you. We tend to whenever we broach anything regarding astrology, really. Yeah. But it is such an interesting and complex um system and study so thank you so much for joining us for our latest installment of types of witches we hope you enjoyed this episode join us next week on wednesday to um listen to our spooky episodes anyone new to the podcast we switch back and forth from witchy to spooky so next week we'll be covering a true crime story and a paranormal story i believe i have paranormal And uh, yes, because I just did Natalie Wood. So I'll be covering Paranormal next week. And Laura has True Crime. So tune in then. Um, If you'd like to support the podcast, there's tons of ways to do that. So um, follow us on social media. We're at The New Witches pretty much everywhere. Um, Like and subscribe to us on the podcast platforms. Even better if you can rate and review us. It really helps us. Not only for our visibility and our ratings, obviously we want a good rating, but it also gives us feedback to know what we're doing right and maybe what we're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. We're always open to improving. Um, and, you know, I've mentioned Patreon several times. So patreon.com slash the new witches is where you can go to become a patron of the podcast and get those exclusive benefits that I mentioned earlier. Um <laughs> And let me think, what else? I think I've covered everything. Oh, listener stories episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, we will have March ones coming up next. We do that every 13th of the month. If you'd like to submit your listener story or question, we also take questions. 
There's a few ways to do that. You can go to our website, thenewwitches.com and go to our contact page. We have a submission form there. You can also email it in directly to us at thenewwitches at gmail.com. Lastly, you can also call it in. We have a Google voicemail box. It goes straight to voicemail. You don't have to talk to anybody. And you have up to three minutes to tell us your story or ask your question. The phone number for that is 707-559-8111. That is our show. Thank you for listening to The New Witches. I'm Maria. I'm Laura. And stay witchy. Keep it creepy. Bye. Bye.